Love Talk Radio. This is Colin from Cannot Justify. You're rocking Attitude Era Live with Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are hearing that sound, you know what exactly what time it is. It is Monday night. It's 89.1 Ken's FM. We are live here tonight, and we have uh, our buddy, of course, Matthias. He is here. How are you? Well, after – is my mic on here? Are you hearing me? Yeah, I am. Go ahead. Okay, perfect. Well, after a uh, another long work week, uh, a very, very long work week, and having to deal with a couple of storms uh, over the before the weekend and then having a nice long – weekend in Mankato uh, with little to no sleep, and then having a Monday just kind of be eh all day today with some things happening at work. I'm ready to finally sit down and relax for a little bit and have another uh, show on 89.1 Ken's FM. And we have Granny is uh, with us as well. How are you? I'm fine. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. How are you? Okay. Uh, I'm, so- I'm doing well. It's very cold in Arkansas tonight. We had a very teeny tiny dusting of snow a couple of days ago, and it actually started snowing a little bit around 5.30 tonight. I mean, just sticking to the grass and the cars, not sticking to the roads yet, which is a good thing, but it's pretty cold, so. Well, you know, here at uh, 89.1 Kens FM, we got a busy show tonight. We have uh, three big guests. We're going to have Ronnie Angel, we're going to have Scott McCoy, and we're going to have author Bobby Logan, and in the second hour, I want to get everybody prepped for this, all the Viking fans, Matthias and myself are having a little a little wager against uh, Big Swing, who will finally making his long-awaited appearance uh, with uh, Matt the Crusher Olean, he'll be calling in as well, we'll be doing that around the uh, uh, 10.45 p.m. Central Standard Time mark, uh, those two are Cowboy fans, and uh, uh, we all know what uh, that means. You did and, one uh, hell of a job, and the only thing else I got to say is, how about Jim Cowboy? And uh, Matthias and myself, we are Viking fans, so uh, we are uh, we got a little wager going on with those guys. And uh, Matthias, would you be ready for that? I got some interesting news to tell you. Well, I'm always down, so let's make it happen. What's the news? Well, you know, we refer to you here as the modern nightmare, right? Because, uh, you know, uh, that's the only uh, part of you I own when it comes to the show. But did you know that Kirk Cousins has a new nickname? Oh, boy. What is that? The Daily Nightmare. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, the reason why they call him the Daily Nightmare, as long as the game is at noon or not at night, he's known as the Daily Nightmare. And you know another uh, another in- uh, interesting nickname that they've given him is Chains with a Z. Okay. Okay. And uh, Granny, I guess your uh, uh, your um, Kansas City Chiefs they uh, won, didn't they, this weekend? Yes, they did. They did. Touchdown Raiders! Okay, Big Swing, that was not necessary. You know, I'm going to. Take that sound effect and just <laughs> stick it somewhere where it, the sun don't shine, okay? I don't want to hear that. That's nasty. I don't like those Raiders. You know that. And I don't certainly don't like those Cowboys. So, you know. Well, hey, uh, Matthias and I are with you on that. 
So uh, our first guest will be, uh, be joining us here in a little bit. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about football. Uh, and, of course, this is a wrestling show, and this is an entertainment show, not about uh, – well, we, we do get sports mixed every now and then. The interesting thing is right now that what we're watching here uh, is, is 20 to 14, the Washington Commanders are over the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if for some reason that the Washington Commanders were to beat the Eagles, we would be known as the best team in the, the league. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Even though the Eagles did beat us head-to-head, uh, there, there is a tie there, but then they would look at uh, the division record, and of course Minnesota is three and zero in their division, and Philadelphia would be two and one, so that should give us the number one spot right there. Would you not? Would you uh, agree there, Matthias? Well, I mean, I don't. That's the first time I've heard that in a while. I mean, of course we'll take the top spot. I mean, we're we are performing beyond incredibly this year. And with every, like every game, you know, you have a little heart attack, but we always somehow come out with with the victory. So I think we deserve to be at the top spot for once. And you know, the thing is, everybody is everybody's always down on the Vikings, right? Because everyone's like, oh, the Minnesota Vikings won, but and you know something, I'm one of the few fans, and I'm sure that you are too. I've never twisted my ankle jumping off the bandwagon. No, yeah. absolutely not. My well, my whole family is Vikings fans, and have been since I was a young kid. So then, of course, every time I'd get a new, I'd go to the to the farm, and I would always be watching a Viking game. Or every time I get a Madden game, I'd play as the Vikings because, of course, Randy Moss was one of my favorite players of all time. And so I've never ever decided to change my favorite team from the Vikings to anybody else. Well, you know, and there's people that have always given up hope. I have never turned my back on my team whether it be uh, the Bison, the Vikings, the Invaders, anybody. I've always been a loyalist, and everybody knows that. I've always been positive with everything I've done with every team I've ever cheered for. Yes, my teams have broken my heart many times, but am I still loyal? Yes. And one thing I do want to let everybody know is today uh, marks a kind of a milestone. We are uh, currently at episode 293 and Attitude Era Live history. Not too many shows that started out as a podcast can say that. And I'm quite proud of that fact, that we are at episode 293. And if I'm not mistaken, episode, well, of course, episode number uh, 300 would be in about seven seven weeks. Uh, we are, if uh, Ohio State, the Buckeyes, if they are in the national championship game, we will not be on the air uh, January 9th because I'll be uh, elsewhere watching that game with uh, some uh, well-said friend that's going to be calling in later. Uh, however, if for some reason Ohio State is not in the national championship game, yes, we will be on the air that day, and that will be episode number 300. And if not, the weekend, the week after that, one of uh, everybody's favorite man to dislike will be joining us, and that would be Eric Bischoff. I'm going to go ahead and announce that now. Uh, Eric Bischoff is going to be making an appearance on this show, and it's going to be the whole show is just going to be him. And we uh, hopefully, with, with him being on for the whole show, uh, they'd be willing to use uh, that episode on their ad-free shows uh, network. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with Eric. I know that, uh, Matthias, you've had some run-ins with Eric before, but we will be nice to Eric because he is uh, taking time out of schedule to join us. He cheated. 
I know. Well, we could. We'll, we'll talk about at the that at the end. Uh, you know, he has a show on uh, at three shows called Eighty Three Weeks with Eric Bischoff, and uh, we're going to do a show called Eighty Three Minutes with Eric Bischoff, and uh, it's going to be fun. We're just waiting for our first guest to call. It should be in a little while. But uh, you know, one of the one of the interesting things, uh, Matthias, I'm sure you did watch the Viking game, and we'll get Granny here involved in a second, but can you imagine all the twists and turns and everything that happened at the end of that game for the Vikings to pull a victory out on that one? Well, I mean, yes, of course, you know, the Vikings are one to uh, get in sort of the, I guess you would say they get rather lucky at times, but you know, anything can happen in the NFL, and that was proven a long time ago, especially with the uh, Minneapolis Miracle. And so the Vikings are just one team to either, hey, we're going to have, like, a really good year or we're going to have a really sucky year. And it's kind of all it, – it, it's, it's either one or the other. You never really get in between. But I haven't seen us make it to the championship in a few years. And the one time we did, I we faced the Eagles and my buddy, who is a big Eagle fan. And we could face them again. Yeah, and we could. And the thing was, I sat at my favorite Irish pub in Minot, North Dakota, drinking Jägermeister – praying that the game would be over while he's sitting over there poking fun at me. So hopefully we can see them back in the uh, the championship game and we can uh, take them down so then he could be drinking Jaeger and I could be laughing at him. And we'll, uh, we'll go to Granny here a little bit, but uh, did you mention Minneapolis Miracle? Yes, of course. I Vikings at their own 39 at third down. Three receivers right, field, and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Dick. Stay oh, my God, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30, 10, 20. Oh, Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. Step on Dick. And the Minnesota Vikings have walked off on the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61. I can never get tired of uh, Paul Allen in that call. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely, because you, you know it's like it's genuine excitement, especially for their the team to make it and do something that they – honestly, I like when the Titanic music was played during the Minneapolis Miracle. That just is always is always good to listen to. But, I, of course, when you have a genuine reaction like that, like when you hear JR or the King call something genuine in wrestling, like their genuine reaction, like, oh, whatever, you know, and, and that right there – I actually had a broken foot at the time. I uh, dislocated my ankle and broke a few bones in my foot, and it was severely messed up, and I was wearing a boot at the time, and I was sitting on my couch, and as soon as Dix caught that ball and ran, I jumped and landed back on the bad foot, and I think I re-injured it a little bit, but honestly it was worth it just to get that one bit of excitement out. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Granny, uh, now that uh, we've taken most of the time, we've still got a few minutes, uh, what's new with you? Tell us uh, what's up with uh, Granny's world there. Well, not a whole lot. I mean, like I said, I was very happy my Chiefs won yesterday. And, you know, win or lose, I will always support my Chiefs. I mean, no matter what. I mean, I am a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I love my Kansas City Royals in baseball. So, you know, I, you know, they're 7-2 and two right now. And, you know, we've had a couple bad losses, you know. But it's, you know, I, I hate these people that gripe and complain about what the Chiefs are doing or what they're not doing, you know, either you're a fan or you're not. I mean, just don't jump on the bandwagon when you feel like it, people. If you're going to support a team, you need to support them 110%. I mean, you know, 
I mean, sure, I've had disappointing losses with Kansas City over the years, but I will never, I will never give up on my Chiefs. I mean, I've I've been to like one game at Arrowhead Stadium, and that was when I was like 13 or 14 years old. I would love to make it back to another football game in Arrowhead Stadium. I wouldn't have wanted to set out there yesterday, though it was too cold. But I mean, it was like 35 degrees, but it felt like 25, you know. But I love my Chiefs. I mean, I, I, I just, I support them no matter what. So, you know, um, I did lose my sister-in-law. She lost her battle with cancer last Wednesday morning. I read that. I'm sorry to so, hear about that, Granny. Um, our our, our prayers go out to you. Um, David's actually off work until Wednesday. He wasn't going to take off work, but they told him go ahead and take off. And then, and then about five twenty tonight, I had a very good friend who we had actually done a show for at Wrestling for a Cause. He lost his battle with cancer. Of course, he had some other health issues going on. And Chester Carter was his name. Um, so prayers go out to his wife Kristen and the family and many friends uh, for Chester's family. Uh, I didn't get a chance to get over to Tulsa to see him before he passed this evening, but um, they were giving us updates all day long on his condition, and he had some issues with his kidneys, I guess some issues with his heart, and, of course, the cancer had come back um, about a year or so ago, so um, prayers for his family and many friends and everything. So it's, you know, that's what I love about Wrestling for a Cause. I mean, they have done so much for so many families. I mean, kids, adults. Chester was probably, I would say, in his 30s maybe. You know, late, probably in his early 30s, I think Chester was. I don't know. I don't remember how for sure he was, but... um you know, that's what I love about Wrestling for a Cause. I mean, and what they what they do, what they stand for. And, you know, God love them. I mean, you know, they have raised thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in the past 11 years that they've been doing these shows for kids and, you know, their families and, you know, other adults and, you know, just, I mean... You know, they've done so much. And they've helped other people with special shows that didn't even have cancer. I mean, that's what I love about this organization. And I'm so blessed to be able to be a part of such a great organization. Oh, Matthias, I have a message for uh, you. Real quick here, though, Granny. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, okay. uh, we need to take a quick little commercial break. Uh, our, our first guest is ready, and then we'll continue okay. uh, with Granny a little All bit, ready. okay? All right, right. we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back. We are gathered here today in this place called Life. If you need help getting through this thing called life, then listen to the big hits of Mid-America here on Ken's FM, 89.1 in the Valley, and heard the universe over on Radio Garden at KNNZ-FM. 
run from 5 to 7 p.m. Central every Saturday. We'll be playing the big hits and not-so-big hits of music from the Dakotas and Minnesota, rare gems in the newest towns. Don't let the elevator bring you down. Tune into the big hits of Mid-America on Ken's FM. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Guest number one right now. Here we go. He is the angel among us. He is Ronnie Angel. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for guys. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. We're we're uh having you uh we're pausing for you to do the liner. Go ahead. Oh, okay, you still want me to do that then? Sure, go ahead. All right, just one second. Bada bing, bada boom. Hey, everyone, this is Ronnie Angel, and you are listening to the Attitude Era Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the Big Swing. The godmother of wrestling, Granny Hoekster, in the modern nightmare, Matthias. Hey, Ronnie, how are you doing, buddy? Thank you for that. Good. Hey, that was a great read. Yeah, how are you doing yeah. today? I'm All right. doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good. Here's how we're going to do this, Ronnie. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then I'll uh, ask you a few questions. Then we'll do a roundtable, then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the difficult questions. That sounds good to me. Let's go. Go ahead. Give us a little background about yourself, man. Go ahead. All right. Well, um, there, there's quite a bit of ground to cover when it comes to that, honestly. Um, I've been a uh, pro wrestler off and on for about uh, 12 years now as Grease Lightning Ronnie Angel. And I kind of went off of that, and I got into a lot of other things. Like I um, am the author of two books. Uh, with a third one coming out uh, probably in the next few months here. And I am also an actor. And actively, um, I, I know a lot of people say that, but when when I say it, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually do live in Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> so, yeah, um got a, ling- a lot of things going on. So do you ever go into, uh, do you ever go into a, a, a restaurant and say, I'm from Hollywood. <laughs> Maybe sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering if you ever do the Andy Kaufman thing. Uh, Ronnie Angel's our guest here on 89.1 Kent's FM. we got about uh, 27 minutes here with Ronnie. So now you mentioned that, uh, and we're, we're going to cover uh, as much as we can in the, the next uh, 27 minutes, but you mentioned that uh, you're a wrestler. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but uh, you've uh, you said you author uh, author authorized you authored two books. What were the names of the books, and what's the one uh, that you're working on now? Um, well, the first book was called Slash Dreams: Ultimate Guide to Slasher Movies, and it's a bit of a um, well, like like I said, it's a guide to slasher films, um, something I kind of grew up on, and oh, it's about like ooh, 500 pages or so. Uh, a lot of ground that I covered. Uh, the second one is uh, Slash Dreams Part 2, and I mainly focus on, like, um, interviews with actors and directors from the different movies throughout the years. 
And the third one that I'm currently working on is something a little bit different. It's actually a um, almost an autobiography of my dad. And he um, has worked in the funeral business for about ooh, 50 years now. And so um, it started mainly just about him, but it, it kind of morphed into more of um, what life was like uh, growing up around the funeral business. So, and it's going to be called, uh, appropriately enough, Death in the Family. <laughs> you know, it would be really cool, though, if you can get, like, The Undertaker to write a forward for that book. I would love to write a forward for that book for you, and I guarantee it will be a uh, number one seller here in North Dakota by having me be, uh, write a forward to it. Oh, man, that would be great. And, um, God, if I, if I could get The Undertaker to do it, holy crap, that, <laughs> that would put it through the roof. Like I, there you go. I don't. Uh, I don't know how uh, that'd be possible, though. Well, we. Well, uh, I. I can. I can. Uh, I can uh, get get you some. Uh, I can probably get you some. Uh, uh, whatever the wh- whatever the term is, I, I could. I could probably get you hooked up there. Uh, Ronnie Angels, I guess, here on eighty nine point one Kens FM, and uh, we got about twenty five minutes now. Uh, when uh, you uh, are are acting, uh, do you have? Uh, do you have any uh, projects that you're working on now that you can uh, tell us about? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always working on something, and I finished a movie recently called um, Clowny, and it's for a director named Just Kelly, and that one should be out oh next year sometime. And there's also another one that I just finished filming. It's called, it's a sequel to a movie that was How to Kill Your Roommates and Get Away With It. And the new one is How to Kill Your Coworkers and Get Away With It. And I play, uh, I, I, I play a part, let's just say that um, I was cracking up the entire crew while I was filming it. So I'm <laughs> really excited to see how it came out. And kind of sounds like me on the show. What's that? Kind of sounds like me on the show, cracking everybody up as we're uh, on the air. There you go. <laughs> it's not a bad thing at all. And, now, Tommy, um, that was uh, directed by Joseph Kelly, right? Yes, yes. I just finished that one um, a few months ago. And I also did a show recently. It's called Horror on Location. And that was a lot of fun. It, it kind of went off of um, my my tour company that I had, Hollywood Horror Tours. And um, me and the director went around to a lot of these different iconic horror filming locations around L.A. And he, um, I was the host of the show. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, Ronnie Angels, I guess, here on 89.1 Kent FM. I want to introduce you to... Uh, uh, the godmother of wrestling, uh, Granny, I know that uh, uh, she uh, knows you from the wrestling world. So, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Ronnie Angel? Go ahead. Well, welcome to the show, and we're glad to have Hi. you on. Thank uh, you. I'm glad to be here. So, which do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy being a wrestler more than acting, or what's your favorite thing to do? I mean... Well... You know what, honestly, um, as much as I love the wrestling, 
Um, acting is a little bit easier on the body. <laughs> Most so, definitely. So acting is definitely my favorite. And um, it's what I tell everybody, too, is to be honest, you know, wrestling and acting do go hand in hand. Well, I know Icon usually asks this question. He he didn't ask this for some reason. But are you, like, when you wrestle, are you a heel or a baby face? Or an in-betweeny? Or a crowd, what the crowd wants you to be? I, I'm pretty much how the crowd wants me to be. And I, I know how to do either one. And, uh, you know, what, what to do to get the crowd either behind me or against me. But um, normally I, I like playing a heel. And, ah. um, oh, okay. Because, yeah. because Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. But she does like you, though. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, you know, now that depends, Icon. You know, that depends. But, I mean, now if he wanted to talk some smack to Granny's face, I'd probably have to put him in his place. I mean, but, you know, I I am I am a big, huge wrestling fan. Um, I actually, the, the godmother of wrestling name has just been recently added to my Granny Holster gimmick. Now, I am not a wrestler. Even though mm-hmm. I've been handcuffed to managers a couple of different times, I've actually, um, a Super Crazer actually got me in the ring with him one time to talk some trash to a wrestler that he was supposed to face at a show in Arkansas where I live. And he's like, come on, oh. Granny, get in the ring with me. And, you know, Spike, he says, Spike Lopez, you know, Granny and I have got something to say to you. <laughs> We were calling and, you know, and the bad guys, you know, they tell me to sit down and shut up before I break a hip or they'll say, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And, you know, and I I just tell them, I say, well, you know, little boy, if you think you're man enough to make granny sit down and shut up, you know, go ahead and try. I mean, my husband and my son and I, uh, with a good friend of ours, we went to WrestleMania this year down in Texas. And we went to WrestleCon oh, nice. one day, and, of course, I wore my original granny shirt that I had made for me by a very good friend who passed away in July of this year. God rest her soul. I, I miss her dearly. But um, the professional wrestlers that knew me was very happy to see me there. A lot of wrestlers that had never met me was very excited. I mean, I had a lot of people pointing me out. I mean, the people from Bite TV, they actually did an interview with me at WrestleCon, which was very helpful. Very cool. Um, you know, I, um, of course, I'm personal friends with Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I got to see them there, and I'm friends with Ricky oh, nice. and um, <clears throat> I got to see Booker T and Ted DiBiase again. I saw them in Arkansas at a Comic-Con earlier this year, um, back in March it was, and and uh, so I I very much enjoyed our first WrestleMania and very much enjoyed WrestleCon. My friend from New York, he, he keeps teasing me. He says, now, Granny, don't be surprised if somebody from WrestleCon calls you and wants you out in Los Angeles next year. I said, well, if they want to fly me out there and pay for my room and I can get some T-shirts and some pictures made up, you know, I'll be glad to go. You know? Yeah, you should. 
Uh, yeah, I don't Angel's know if that's ever going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, Ronnie Angel's our guest here. We've got about 18 minutes here with Ronnie. Now, uh, Ronnie, I want to introduce you to uh, Matthias, the, the modern nightmare. Now, he told me uh, that he found out that, you know, he used to be a wrestler, and he said the reason why you retired from wrestling is because you didn't want to face him. So we're going to have him tell you, talk to you about that right now. What do you got, Matthias? Go ahead. <laughs> well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one. Oh, my one God. Deal. Who the hell Tez, the current reigning, defending, undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias, welcome on to my part of the show. Uh, yes, I guess Icon decided to call me out on directly saying that I, because I did just recently retire our wrestler after I took his APW title from him, but that's a different story for a different time. Um, but when you were, when you were doing your little introduction there, you did mention that you were a wrestler, but you also did a book about slasher movies. Now that for me was a hit point because I've been a slasher fan all my life, ever since I was a young kid. What was one of your favorite slasher movies growing up? You know what? I, um, I get asked that a lot. Like, what is my favorite slasher film? And... Last night, I actually introduced my girlfriend to it for the first time, and my favorite is Black Christmas. Okay, great movie. Depending on yeah, depending, excuse me, depending on which one. Oh, <laughs> the original. That's the only one that matters to me. Okay, good. Okay, good. Because I was about to say, like you're talking the 2006 remake. We've got ourselves a little issue, because I mean, like the the classic. <laughs> The classic from back in the day is, excuse me, is by definition, like you said, a classic. And the 2006 one was just, then like was just had more gore. It just it just did not fit compared to the original. Now, personally, I'd have to say that was one of my a good one. But for me, growing up, I was I started off on Scream. And then mm-hmm. I got introduced to Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Leatherface, Hellraiser, all that kind of stuff. Um, since you said Black Christmas, yeah, exactly. All the classic, all the classic horror movies. Is there a movie out there that was made today, like a reboot of any of the franchises in the slasher genre? Is there one that you think that should not have been made? It shouldn't have been made. Oh God, there's a <laughs> there's a bunch of those. Um, well, I I definitely think that um, I wasn't a fan of a bunch of them. Like, I wasn't a fan of the Halloween remake by Rob Zombie. I wasn't a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake without Robert England. So uh, a lot of those ones were pretty big missteps, and. There were a few that were pretty good, though. Like, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, I really enjoyed that one. But um, those those ones are kind of um, few and far between, I guess. Yeah. But um, we're trying to follow all those timelines, too, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's one I I just saw that they did a uh, sequel to it, and you're talking about being a fan of it growing up, um, the the one that I was always partial to is one of my all-time favorites was Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. 
And okay. I saw that they did a sequel to it recently, and I looked up the trailer on YouTube, and immediately I was just kind of like, eh, I, I don't know about this one. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll watch it eventually, but I'm such mm. a big fan of the original that it's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and, and and that's like also that's kind of like the basic. You 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 show up just because you're a fan. It's like yeah. with the Halloween remakes. Like I did not care at all, honestly, for Halloween Kills because of the way that Lori mm-hmm. was not used. And you already knew that they were making Halloween Ends, which I also did not much care for because of the ending. Yeah, you and everyone else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like. It, you you go just because you're a fan, and I automatically went to the the new Scream when it came out earlier this year because I've been a big fan of Scream, and I think that one did pretty pretty well. I I can't say I dislike that one, or they have like the 2019 remake of Child's Play. That was a hit or I, miss for me. I I thought that that one was interesting. It, it at least tried some new things and. Exactly. I like that they went in a different direction with it where he wasn't inherently evil, but he learned it. So, because um, of us. Yeah, yeah. That that was interesting to me. I, I didn't really mind the, the Child's Play remake. And as, and as you directly mentioned, too, the 2010 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street hated it. Again, because Robert England was not the main character, was not Freddy Krueger, and it's like yeah. you you have you have kind of like your favorite people that play the slasher villain. Like for some, their favorite Leatherface is Gunnar Hansen. For some mm-hmm. people, I love Jason. Their favorite could be uh, Kane Hodder. For everyone, of course, Freddy Krueger has to be him. Um, or oh, yeah. Michael Myers. You could say you have a very specific favorite, Michael Myers. Or like a ghost face, you know. It's like you can, you can label your favorite people that play that that slasher. Now, going into um, the inside of a slasher film, what is one film that you will watch this day that will either either get you to jump, or cringe, or look away? Is there any film that would be able to affect you in that way? And you can't say a match against the five. That'd be too easy. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, actually, it's one that's to me, is very underrated, and I think that there's parts of it that are legitimately scary, and I I really like everything about it. Uh, there is one part that may, is very cringy, and it makes you want to look away or fast-forward it, but I've told people that even without that shock scene, if you took that out, it would be a great movie. And it's an Italian film. It's called Anthropophagus. Or okay, it's it. also known as The Grim Reaper. It's yep. from yep, 19, 1980, 1981-ish. But, um, yeah, that, that's definitely the one for me. Very underrated. Yeah, and then uh, going on for me, the one reason I – like, uh, my one of my favorite – uh, films, well, not favorite films, but the reason I, I cringe at this film, it's the original Hatchet movie. Um, yeah. And the second kill in that film, where the the mouth gets ripped open by hand, that, like, I can, yeah. as I tell everybody, it's like, I can feel my cheeks just ripping 
and it just it just does not like you know when you get locked jaw and your jaw really hurts and you got to like pop it back into place well it's like just think mm-hmm. of that and it just just all the way open it's just it, that's that just cringes me out but other than that it's like no other movie like, i could sit there and i could be watching any scary movie any and it would just not affect me but just watching that growing up and watching those cheeks rip and just like the effects were just phenomenal uh, Ronnie Angel's me, our uh, guest I, here. Uh, sorry, Ronnie. Uh, we, we're, we're on 89.1 Kent's FM. We've got about uh, 10 minutes left here with Ronnie. Okay. And for those of you who, yeah, for those of you who listen to our uh, show from time to time, if you uh, go to uh, Attitude Air, Monday Live Monday, like that. Go to 89.1 Kent's FM page, like that. Do a $10 month donation, power of the tower. We'll get you automatically qualified to win an autographed picture from past guests, current guests, or future guests. Uh, Ronnie, would you be willing to send us a few for giveaways? Uh yeah yeah definitely I would be down for that. All right, now uh, so we can do this here. If our fans want to check you out and see, do you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok? What do you got? Uh yeah, a lot of those actually. I have um the the main place where people can reach me is on Facebook. Um, a little bit old school like that, I guess. I I also have an Instagram. I, I don't use it nearly as much. But, um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, and I also have a YouTube page. So um, a lot of my matches are on that. And you could just find it just um, if you look for, like, a Ronnie Angel wrestler and then you you see, like, the page that it comes from. I think it's um, the Greaser Ronnie Angel. Click on that, and it'll take you to my YouTube page, and it'll show you um, matches throughout my career um a lot of the ones from up in canada from years ago are on there and a lot of my um most recent matches are on there too now is there a match on there that uh, you would really want the fans to check out first before any others yeah yeah i would say one of my steel cage matches because um those, those are some of my favorite matches uh there's several on there against guys like um, Gustin, Uberstud, and um, Legend Daryl, and Colin Cutler up in Canada. Um, another match that I'm, I'm really proud of is uh, me versus a guy named Unholy Minion from up in Canada, who is um, the cowboy from hell. And but those are all uh, really good ones that I would suggest. And you'd have to say that you probably got the best chair in the business next to me and Eric Bishop, right? <laughs> that's right. Actually, that's uh, been uh, for years. That's awesome. Uh, Ronnie Angel's our guest here. we got about uh, seven minutes here with uh, Ronnie. Now, uh, if uh, our fans wanted to get the books, uh, are they still available on Amazon, or can they order them directly from you? Yeah, yeah, they're on Amazon right now, um, Slash Dreams and Slash Dreams Part 2. And But if they did want to, like, um, have an autographed copy, all that they need to do is reach out to me, and then we could work something out between us. All right, that's cool. And uh, I know that uh, you'll send us a few autographs for giveaways as well. Because uh, our yeah. our fans are really our fans are really digging in the chat room right now, and uh, uh, of course you know this was uh, our fans knew this was coming. You know uh, I didn't have to ask your opinion 
you know, I had made you one of those cool collector's cards I did for your interview. What did you think of that? It, it was very cool. I, I dug it. And uh, we, uh, uh, what, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, you're, uh, you just recently completed a movie and you're working on another book uh, uh, based uh, on your dad. Uh, when are you expecting that to be released? Well, I um, actually have a uh, a day job working at a high school, so I, I have a lot of free time while I'm there to um, work on other stuff while the kids are doing other things. So I uh, managed to finish this book. I actually finished that and two screenplays I've been working on, and um, one of them we're um, already working on moving it forward next year. So, um, but the book itself, I'm just working on a, on a cover for it right now. And as soon as I get that, um, we're going to start a little campaign for about a month and it'll be released within the first few months of uh, 2023. Well, here's what, here's what I'm going to offer, Ronnie. Would you be willing to come back on the show uh, before the book is released and we can help you pitch that and uh, also your screenplays before they come out? We'll, uh, We'll get you as much exposure as we can. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's do it. I'm, I'm very and appreciative I'm, of that. And I'm sure that uh, Matthias would uh, echo my thoughts on this. Uh, when you decide to uh, turn your screenplays into movies, uh, I'm sure that uh, Matthias and I would uh, come out and work for you, get a, a, a role in uh, one of those. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So the first uh, one I'm working on um, – it's funny because it's very minimal. It's only got three people in it, and it's all in one location. Um, that that was a major selling point for the producer. Um, he's looking for a lot of different projects to, to do, and when he read that one, he's like, this is it. This is the one I've been looking for. So that was very cool to hear from that one. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, uh, Matthias, I mean, wouldn't it be cool, the, the three of us, we, uh, uh, well, not, well, he's only got three characters in his, in his first screenplay, but maybe the second one, you know, uh, you'd be willing to do a little uh, travel for a little bit, wouldn't you, Matthias? And, uh, you know, uh, as long as we, uh, as long as we get, uh, you know, as long as we get, like, some hot dogs and a place to sleep in the back lot, we'd come out for you. All right. Very cool. <clears throat> yeah, the second one, um. As soon as I get the the first one off the ground and that one run, I'm I'm gonna hit the ground ring with that second one and yeah yeah we'll definitely have to talk. And uh, if you uh, and the other thing is if you happen to need a person a character that's a actual vampire uh, I got a I got a friend that's a girl a gal and she's an actual vampire I'm sure she would uh, uh, help you bring some ratings too. Especially, uh, and then you know, in, in Fargo here, if you if you put me and Matthias in it, uh, we we'd uh, rent out the Fargo theater for you. We do a premiere here, and uh, uh, you'd be you'd become uh, Fargo, North Dakota's number one son. Especially if there's a scene in there where the icon gets uh, plugged, like in the first five minutes, and everybody will cheer for that. I guarantee it'll be a number one <laughs> bestseller after that. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, well, we got uh, we got uh, Mr. Uh, Ron here as our guest here. We only got uh, a few minutes here with uh, 
um, uh, Ronnie Angel. And uh, we do appreciate uh, you taking time on your schedule to join us. I do thank you for uh, um, uh, letting me switch the uh, interviews around. It was uh, pretty awesome. I'm glad we were able to get that done last minute. And uh, yeah, if me you too. could, thank uh, you. Yeah, if you could, uh, I and I know uh, fans like why why would he do this? But if you uh, if you could uh, on Facebook Messenger, uh, uh, I just sent you a. a um, the autograph information. If you could uh, text me your number, I'd like to stay in contact with you. And then uh, when the book, the next book comes out, and then the movies come out, we'll get you on, and uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll help you promote it any way you need to. Awesome. Sounds great to me. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Scotty, we got our next guest uh, in the uh, in the waiting room, so we do appreciate you joining us, and uh, we thank you so much for everything you do, and we'll definitely have you back on again. Sounds good. Thank you so much, guys. It's been All a right. lot of fun. Thanks, Ronnie. All right. Uh, Ronnie you. Angel, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back after these messages with our next guest. The new Woodspring Suites of Fargo, located at 1090 35th Street North at the I-29 and 12th Avenue North Interchange, is an extended-stay pet-friendly hotel with kitchenettes in every room, including a stovetop, full-size fridge, and microwave, plus a big 40-inch flat-screen TV with free Wi-Fi. You can book a room at 701-582-1600 or online at www.woodspring.com. Which brings me to Fargo, rated 4.2 by Trust Score. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Now, Matthias is going to love this man, too. Ladies and gentlemen, he gives new meaning to the word slasher. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Scotty McCoy himself. Hey, how you doing? Good, bud. How's it going? Doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, just a very long day today. <laughs> All right. Well, we do appreciate uh, you uh, on the schedule with us. We got uh, Scotty McCoy as our guest here. We got about uh, thirty minutes here with Scotty, and uh, what we're going to do here, uh, and then we can do that liner towards the end there. But uh, yeah. uh, if you um, if you can give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me and ask the tougher questions. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. So I'm Scotty McCoy. I go by Slasher Scotty. Uh, I am a New York Times bestselling author. I have uh, like six books out right now. Um, my most recent was published in August of my, by uh, um, Bear Manor Media, and it's called The Ultimate Halloween Movie Experience, Michael Myers, The Man, The Monster, The Madness, and it has thousands of trivia questions in it. It has 16 original interviews with cast and crew from all of the Halloween movies, and the forward was written by Jamie Lee Curtis, which was super exciting. Um, so that was uh, taken care of by my agent, Eric Miller, out of three iBooks out of Reno, Nevada. So that was pretty cool. I'm also a filmmaker, actor, producer, uh, my own Greystone film, and founded the company, which is a local independent production company. We have a couple movies out. Um, yeah, and that, that's pretty much it. You know, you mentioned that uh, you you wrote uh, several books. I, I, one thing I've never, I don't think I've ever asked a, a, a multi-book author, you know, when you write your first book and put it out and then, uh, you know, you, you obviously have to be nervous about is it going to be, is it going to do well? Is it going to be a success? Then uh, you find out it's going to, uh, it, it turns out to be a big success. And then you're like going, 
man, I should write another one and then another one. Another. Does that is that does that happen or not really? It depends. I know my first book was self-published through uh, Amazon, just like through CreateSpace um, at the t- what it was called at the time, um, and uh, that was it, it. Kind of didn't do anything for me. Um, and then as I, and that was the Ultimate Friday the Thirteenth trivia book I wrote, and then when I wrote the Ultimate Halloween trivia book, um, that one gained uh, garnered more because that movie franchise is still going and going and going compared to the Friday the 13th one, which has been dormant since 2009. Um, and that one kind of got more. <clears throat> and when the, Halloween, the old, when the Halloween trivia book was doing really well, um, you know, sale-wise, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to write a second edition, and I'm going to include the 2018 film in it. And then, of course, I got the Ultimate Halloween Movie uh, um, Experience out, um, and that one is uh, my the actual like my first book that was published by a big time publishing company, but it took me six years to get recognized, to get you know an agent, and to get um, my book you know published to an actual big time publishing company. Um, and so yeah, it took six years to get there. So I mean, it, it wasn't like you know I made it wasn't enough money to support me financially until I actually became uh, you know I guess till I got you know recognized by agents and everything um but even so like even then I, it's not enough to support me financially i mean i do have a full-time job and everything still uh we need to uh we need to take a quick little time out to do a quick little legal id we'll be right back you're listening to 89.1 ken's fm knz fm holly fargo moorhead independent public radio for fargo moorhead and the valley also on the web at www.kensfm.com and we are back here on 89.1 Kent FM, and we have uh, Slasher Scotty McCoy as our guest here. And uh, see, now, you know, you mentioned, uh, Scotty, that, uh, you know, you, uh, you you know, had to do this, and then you had to have a regular job. And, you know, I'm thinking that uh, uh, are, are you kind of like me when you added a cool nickname to your persona that would that's what helped you make the money? Yeah, I think that gave me my own persona. So, like, what, like, a lot of people, when they look at me, like, even when I was at my most recent convention, Monster Mania, people look at me and they're like, oh, my God, the Slash of Scotty McCoy, like, the Slash of Scotty himself. And people actually recognize me just from my podcast alone and from that persona compared to just Scotty McCoy, the book author. Like, you know, they kind of, when you add that tag, that tagline, that nickname to your, to your uh, actual name, it, it kind of gives yourself a new character, a new identity. You know, and speaking of uh, name recognition, I'm going to introduce you to uh, my uh, first co-host, uh, Granny Holster. Now, she uh, uh, she can be recognized at any um, wrestling for a cause wrestling event. She's usually in the front row, and uh, if you're a uh, bad guy, bad boy wrestler, she's probably going to have a word with you. Uh, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Slasher McCoy? Go ahead. Well, and I found, I don't know know this or not or remember this, but I actually did an interview with this gentleman on his show, on his podcast. Yep, I just mentioned that. February of 2022, I believe it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> so that was a very interesting time. So, <laughs> so Scotty, it sounds like you've been keeping very, very busy in your schedule, you know, with writing books and, you know, and everything. What is your most favorite thing about your writing 
the books that you write, and which one is your favorite, or do you have a favorite? I actually do have a favorite. It's my the book I wrote on my dad, Christ Defeats Cancer, because it hits home. And my dad passed away in August of 2021 from brain oh, cancer. Oh, sorry. Thank you. And yeah, the book was uh, really touched home, and it was hard to write. It's not that long of a book. It's maybe 70 to 80 pages max. Um, it's not a you know a big book by any means, but it probably took the longest to write out of all my books. Maybe about two years or so, just because writing it put, would always put me into a major depression or it would always make me you know feel a certain way because I have to relive all those memories. But that was, but that's probably one of my favorite books I wrote. And, this, I, and then I wrote eventually wrote a sequel to that, which was Christ Defeats Cancer Two: The Battle Continues. Um, and wow. Those two. They they sold a lot of copies. Uh, Christ Defeats Cancer is the New York Times bestseller, and uh, it, it it sold so many copies. I made I can't even count how much money I made off of that. Um, but yeah, so I, I mean, it, it's a very personal, not it's like a non traditional type of book that I would write. Most of my books and most of my stuff is horror based, but those two are the the you know the exception to the to that rule. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, Scotty McCoy is our guest here, and uh, I'm going to introduce you to uh, Matthias. Now, he is uh, uh, not only our resident wrestler, but he's also our slasher film uh, guru here. So I know that uh, you guys are going to have a lot to talk about. So we have uh, Scotty McCoy. We've got uh, 20 minutes. You can't take all the rest of the time there, uh, Matthias. But uh, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. Well, yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias here. Welcome on to my Oh, my God, who the Uh, hell cares? We'll do this every time, Big Swing. We'll do this every guest. But, yes, welcome to my part of the show. Icon will probably cut me off again like he did last time with you. But, yes, I am with our previous guest. But, yes, I am a big, big slasher movie fan. I've been a big fan ever since I started growing up. Um, I guess my main question to you right now would be, uh, what is one of your favorite slasher movies that you remember growing up watching? What is one of your favorites? So my favorite is Halloween, the original, of course. Um, You can't get much better than that. Classic. Um, I got my start. Uh, in the horror movies, watching Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, which is weird. It's like, why would you start at the seventh movie in? But that was just the, back when they were relevant, the VHS box cover art came out mm-hmm. to me, and that, that kind of drew me in. So then I went back and watched all the Friday the 13th from the beginning up till Jason Goes to Hell, which was the recent one out at the time, because that came out in 92, and I was like six or seven years old. And my good friend, Laura Park Lincoln, who was in uh, Part 7, as the final girl, she uh, yelled at me for that because, like, why are you watching a horror movie at six years old? I wouldn't even let my kids watch my movie at six years old. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so then I went and watched all the Halloweens. And when I first got to Halloween, it was amazing. And I lived my dream because I um, was at um, Monster Mania and I got to meet Nancy Loomis and Charles Cyphers. And not only that, I, as Slasher Scotty, hosted the panel with uh, Nancy Loomis and Charles Cyphers for the original Halloween panel, and it was so oh, wow. great, uh, such an experience that I could not, you know, that my agents were able to make happen, and it was, like, absolutely amazing. Okay, so then, uh, as you mentioned, yours was Halloween. 
I grew up watching Scream. Um, my first horror movie I ever saw was Scream, and then instantly became interested and started watching again the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, all those kind of films growing up. Um, so I got to say Scream is definitely one of my favorites because it was, it was the first one I've ever seen. Um, now since you mentioned that Halloween was one of your favorites, we actually did get to talk to uh, the girl <clears throat> who played uh, Michael's sister in the original, uh, the one that, of course, has one of the most legendary deaths in uh, horror movie history. Uh, we got to talk to her for a while on our show, and that was a real treat. And the gal from Scream. Yes, and we talked to a, a gal that uh, was the girl in the pink shirt from Scream. I can't – I think it was Nancy Ann Ritter was her name. I can't – I believe that's yeah. what it was. I just – yeah. Um, so she was on our show. We got to talk to her. And then um, I guess I'll have to go deeper into the Halloween series now. As you probably know, a lot of people dislike the most, the two most recent films, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. Everybody. Uh, what, is one of your, what are your reactions to the remakes, like the 2007 remake of Halloween, the 2018 film, and then the two recently from this year, or this and last year? Okay, so the 2007 and 2009 Halloween from Rob Zombie – I, I don't mind them. Um, they aren't my favorites, so it's not like where, you know, I'm in the mood to watch a Halloween movie and I don't want it to be like the original or whatever that I'm going to be like, I'm going to put on a Rob Zombie Halloween. However, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Um, mm. I've interviewed a couple of people for my book specifically, the Ultimate Halloween Movie Experience, for, uh, from Rob Zombie's Halloween. I've interviewed Dee Wallace. I've interviewed Dave Ferch, who was young Michael Myers. Um, so... And I had a Ken Foray on. Um, so I had a couple of people from that movie on. It was amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, ultimately, they're, they're not my favorite. They're definitely down near the bottom of the list. Um, but I, I do enjoy all of the Halloween movies. Now, in regards to the 2018 film, that was absolutely great. I loved it. Um, uh, it's, it's probably in the middle tier for me out of all the movies. But And all that, um, regarding Halloween Kills, that one I really couldn't enjoy as much as I wanted to, um, not because of how it was plotted. It's for a personal reason, because maybe a few weeks prior, I broke my ankle. So I'm, like, in the theaters on crutches in a, you know, in a boot and all that stuff, trying to get around and it, in a packed theater. So that wasn't so fun. Uh, yeah. Um, and then with Halloween Ends, um, to me, as I, I, I'm going to answer that in two parts. Um, the first part is it's not a Halloween movie. Um, it feels it, it feels like it doesn't feel seasonal. It doesn't feel Halloweenish to me. Um, I have a no. lot of issues with a lot of plot points with it as a fan. Um, for example, in Halloween 2018, Jamie Lee Curtis is waiting for Michael Myers to come after her while he's locked up for 40 years, and then there's this massive massacre from Halloween. 2018 and the Halloween Kills, which is all on the same night. It's the biggest bloodbath in Haddonfield history, pretty much. And then in Halloween ends four years later, um, she's not. He, she knows he's alive, and she's playing Betty Crocker, baking pies, and living in a suburban home. You know, not scared or worried anymore. It, it just didn't make no. sense to me. It, it I, I can. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, as a as a filmmaker, it's a good movie. 
It just isn't a Michael Myers or a Halloween movie. I, I completely that- agree with you there. Completely. Yeah. Um, I actually watched, when I watched the 2007 remake and 9, um, I, I did not mind the 2007 remake. Um, of course, mm-hmm. it was gorier than, you know, it should be, but, you know, it's how Rob Zombie works, especially with his uh, uh, Firefly trilogy, as we all know, with the corpses and the Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. And then you've got um, the 2009 remake, which I, or the second one, which I really didn't much care for due to the fact with the whole, I mean, granted they did something new, but then they made uh-huh. the victim like out to be such a horrible person, and then you had the white horse and mom and the illusions and stuff uh-huh. like that. And I was like, it kind of just threw me off, but it wasn't absolutely awful. Um, uh-huh. Then with the 2018 remake, as you said, I liked it a lot. Um, of course, I liked how they had Jamie Lee, <coughs> excuse me, as now she is, she's been waiting for Michael, and she's become like this marksman and she's been living in this house and whatnot. And he ends up getting trapped in the house at the end for Halloween kills. I did not like how Jamie Lee was not used at all during the film. And the fact that we, and the fact that we knew immediately going in to see Halloween kills and they're like, they're evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. But yet, you know, (laughs) that next year there's another film coming out so it just completely ruined it. So I knew that Mike was going to stay alive. It wasn't going to be a final battle. And then seeing Jamie just sit in the hospital all day long or the entire film, I'm just like, no, I, I just I can't get behind it. And then, of course, the ending massacre with the mob. It's like when 30 people are beating you up, you're not going to get up and just all of a sudden take them out, swipe, swipe, swipe. Like it just yep. does not seem to be possible. And then, of course, you said going into Halloween – ends four years later it was again you said it wasn't a halloween movie it wasn't basically it was it was like michael michael myers is retiring from being michael myers and some guy is just stepping up to take over the reins it was like getting a new jason jason actor or when freddy krueger stopped being played by fred uh freddy or freddy stopped being played by robert england and got put in the remake immediately couldn't watch and i'm like no I, I'm sorry, yeah. but Freddie will always be ready, Robert England to me. But then, of course, with Halloween Ends, that the 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 film was shot just fine. The film was shot great, like you said. As a filmmaker, like I'm a big fan of films, so watching mm-hmm. that kind of stuff always is an intriguing to me. Great way to shoot it, all that kind of stuff. Great angles, blah blah blah. But the whole thing, it's like getting a new person to play Michael. Michael being as weak as he is, even though after he just massacred all those people in one short stint, and all of a sudden now he's this grandfather, this really old guy who can't do anything, and then we get a new blood who then gets killed. And then, as Mm -hmm. you said, Jamie is not afraid anymore. She's not waiting for Mike. She's basically forgotten about him because she wants Mm -hmm. to focus on her life with her granddaughter. So she's like, yeah, you know, he, he's, he's barely in and out of my mind. He, he, he's, he's gone. As you said, she's Betty Crocker now. And now all of a sudden she gets suspicious of the new guy. And then Mike comes back. They have one five minute, not even five minute battle. And then boom. And it's just, I just, I could not sit there and be like, Oh yeah. You know, that was, no, I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. 
I agree. I agree completely. Uh, and then uh, just seeing Michael be ragdolled by Corey, like I literally cringe so hard seeing Michael literally being like, like them, like kind of going back and forth, like they're like they're in a like you know t- like a, a you know a tie up, like like a wrestling tie up, kind of like going yeah. back at each other, to get his like get his mask, like oh man, I was like yeah, really it, like it was sad. Oh. It was yeah. like it was like Michael Myers back in the original was this immovable shape and could just take mm-hmm. so much abuse, and all of a sudden yeah. one guy puts his hands around him and he could just throw him everywhere and it's just it's not right. Like I I I, I I'm just I'm thankful honestly that it's done with, but um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm glad that that series hopefully is done until somebody decides to possibly do another reboot. I hope they don't, but. You know, you never know. I guess what the future of horror can hold. No, if they uh, did do another, I know Jamie Lee Curtis mentioned not doing another one. She said that in the past, but I was thinking maybe pick up after five and uh, maybe bring back Daniel Harris because we know Jamie Lloyd dies in six. So maybe bring back, start off with part five and see where Jamie Lloyd is now as Dan, with Daniel Harris. I, I that could that could work. I mean, especially after yeah. they set it up with her, I, I think that could work. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, know she was talking about wanting to come back to do another Halloween movie, so I think it would be fine. Uh, Scotty McCoy is our guest here on eighty nine point one Ken's FM, and those of you who listen to our show on a regular basis, if you go to eighty nine point one Ken's FM page on Facebook, like that, go to Attitude Air Monday Live Monday, like that, do attend our month donation power of the tower, we'll get you automatically qualified with a uh, autograph picture from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, Scotty, would you be willing to send us a few autographs for giveaways? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. And then, uh, uh, so we can do this. If our fans want to check you out, you got a Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok, uh, a slasher film. What do you got? <laughs> I have so much. <laughs> you can go to me at facebook.com backslash S. McCoy author, facebook.com backslash slasher Scotty. You can check me out on YouTube at slasher Scotty. I have all of my interviews. I have over 300 interviews so far on there. I do a coroner's report video, which are like minute-long videos. Right now I'm focusing on the Friday the 13th franchise, where basically I do a coroner's report of all the people that died throughout the franchise, and it treats it as if they really died in real life and kind of give a cause of death, like a police report, autopsy report, all that different stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, So I have that up there. Um, And then uh, you can check me out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at uh, Author as well. Um, you can get my book, The Ultimate Halloween Movie Experience, online at on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target. Um, you can also get it on at the Bear Manor Media publishing website uh, for the publishing company, um, which is, I believe, on Shopify that I think they host it off of. Um, you can check it out there as well. Um, so definitely check those out. Um, if you want an autographed copy, I don't have any in stock with me right now, but just reach out to me. Um, on Facebook or whatever, and I can uh, get a copy and autograph it and send it out to anybody that would like a copy of the of the book as well. So definitely check out all of those. Uh, you, um, I'm also my podcast slash Scotty is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, basically all the podcasting platforms out there as well. And uh, I get, I have a couple of interviews coming up, including one with Michael Learned, who I believe you guys interviewed as well. 
Yes, we did. As a matter of fact, uh, two weeks ago, uh, she was on with us. And uh, make sure that you ask her about uh, the icon, and I'm sure that she'll, uh, uh, you know, she'll uh, uh, tell you some, hopefully, some good things. And uh, uh, I also want to do this uh, three weeks from tomorrow. Uh, is your birthday, so we want to wish you an early happy birthday as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have uh, Scotty Slash McCoy as our guest here. We got uh, well, we got about eight minutes here with uh, 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 Scotty. So, what, uh, what uh, is there any projects right now that you're working on now, like any moves or anything that you can tell us about? And uh, what would I need to do to uh, be a guest on your podcast? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we have the movie uh, 72, uh, which is in post-production. We are still filming a little bit, but a majority of principal photography has been completed. Um, The only stuff that we really have to film are, like, very small scenes yet, like very tiny scenes, a little bit of reshoots here and there. But uh, we are uh, editing it, and when I say we, that's me and and the co-owner of Greystone Films, uh, Carl Miller, who directed and wrote uh, 72. So 72 is basically uh, inspired by COVID. So basically a group of uh, campers um, decide to get away from all the hustle and bustle of of the mandatory quarantine because they're doing a 72-hour quarantine throughout the world or whatever. And uh, and these group of seven campers are going to the campground of a guy named James, who is played by me, um, and uh, they are going to basically get away from civilization, you know, stay away for 72 hours and party, have fun, whatever, whatever. And uh, secretly, well, not really secretly, but they don't realize that um, one of the campers that are there actually have the virus but are asymptomatic, and they start dying off one by one. And then there's also another group called the Three. They are a group of criminals, basically, that are waiting for Marshall's Law to happen so they could basically, uh, you know, loot and kill and steal and do all this different stuff. And then there's another group called the Newscasters who are reporting on the incidences. And then at the end of the movie, all uh, three of of those groups, the survivors of all three of those groups, kind of their storylines kind of combined into the end of the movie. That's awesome. We have uh, Scotty McCoy as our guest here. Uh, we got we got five more minutes here with Scotty. I wish it were five more years. But uh, one other <laughs> movie I wanted to ask you about. Uh, it's kind of a great Christmas movie, uh, Frosty's Revenge, season leading three. Uh, yeah. Now th- that was a short film, correct? That's, yes, that was a short film. It was about maybe forty forty five minutes ish, give or take. Um, it wasn't from Gravestone Films. I actually auditioned for that movie. Okay, so it wasn't your so it wasn't your movie then, right? It wasn't my movie. We I auditioned for that movie. It was filmed in York, Pennsylvania. It was uh, directed by uh, Justin Adams, and it was his movie. Um, and uh, he, uh, uh, I auditioned for the role of Barry, and he absolutely loved my character, and uh, he uh, offered me the role immediately. So I don't know uh, if you mentioned this. Uh, you know, you mentioned the movie seventy two. When when do you, when are you expecting a release date on that? So we're aiming uh, for a premiere um, locally um, in June of 2023 or in early summer 2023, and then after, then probably after that sometime we're going to be looking at getting it released and everything. Dates are kind of up in the area because of reshoots, and um, it's more of a summer type of movie, so for continuity, like we can't film now because it's starting to go into wintertime, and we're in northeastern Pennsylvania area where we film. So uh, 
you know, the the it, up there is really cold. You know, it's supposed to actually snow tomorrow. Um, so uh, so there's a lot of uh, so we have to wait to do any uh, reshoots until more like March or April. So uh, you know, uh, we just had uh, I, I believe he's a good friend of yours. Um, um, let's see who. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, if you'd be willing to come back on with us uh, uh, for the release before the release, so we can uh, help promote it for you, we'd love to do that for you. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be great. And uh, uh, like we did with our uh, last guest, if you have any upcoming projects that uh, you need a couple extras that uh, you know, well, I, I'm sure that Matthias will get, need to get paid, but like me. Uh, you know, if you uh, if you give me a couple hot dogs and a place to sleep on the back lot, I'd love to come out and work for you. Yeah, absolutely, that'd be great. <laughs> and uh, when you uh, when you're making all these uh, different films and uh, you know all these different slasher films, and you're you know you're interviewing all these people about you know blood, guts, and gore and everything, uh, what? Uh, is there anything that uh, you ask them or that they talk about that you're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that? Uh, not really. Um, I mean, maybe – I don't even know how to really answer that. I mean, I I guess one – it wasn't really a horror base, but um, one – like I had a Carson Boatman from Days of Our Lives on, on uh, about a year ago last summer in 2021, and he didn't, he didn't even air on the TV yet. Because he was he was he was airing in August and I had him on in July, so they filmed like six months in advance. And uh, and uh, I asked him a question, he answered it, and then he went more into detail. And he had to cut me off a little bit, which is thank God I'm not a live podcast. He's like, hey, can you edit that part out? I'm not really supposed to talk about that. Um, that didn't air yet on TV, and I just remember that. And I can lose my job. Really. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so things like that, uh, like when you interview people where they're like, for example, on soaps, like they, they are contracted and, you know, it doesn't air for like six months after. So like everything is filming now, for example, right now, won't film, won't air until like March of next year. That's awesome. And I suppose, yeah. you know, you always have to, you always have to be careful with that kind of stuff too, because, uh, you know, uh, they're the liability issue if you say something that you know you're not not allowed to, right? Yeah, absolutely. And even like it could have gotten him in trouble, but and even though he said it, but he asked me to cut it. I mean, I probably wouldn't have gotten in trouble if I didn't cut it out. But it was it was more of a respect thing and a professional thing to do because it would like if I didn't cut that out, that would be like that would be highly disrespectful. It would be highly unprofessional because you know I could be hurting this guy's chances that you know in the, in hollywood that's awesome well i'll tell you what scotty we appreciate you, you taking time out of your schedule to be with us uh tonight uh we definitely are going to have you on again if we didn't scare you away too much and uh we'll uh we'll definitely uh be uh, in contact and uh, we appreciate everything you do and thank you for joining us tonight we appreciate it absolutely thank you for having me all right thank you scotty all right, Scotty McCoy, ladies and gentlemen, the Slasher Man himself. Looks like our next guest is waiting in the wings. We're going to take a quick little commercial break, and then we'll be back after we hear these messages, and we'll be back shortly. As a non-commercial radio station, Ken's FM survives in large part by the generosity of listeners like you who value public radio and have become a member. 
Your donation continues to allow us to support local artists and musicians and play the music you want to hear, not what advertisers think we should play. It enables us to broadcast feature story news so you can hear the news, not opinions. Public radio doesn't have an agenda. We're not in the business of pushing our point of view. Our mission is simple. Reflect your interests, not the interests of some corporation. If you believe that having an independent, non-commercial, public radio station in your community is a good idea, become a member now. Find out how by visiting our website at www.kensfm.com. And remember, independence has a cost, and it's as little as $10 a month. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, my favorite author. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the man that walks the pages and tells you a story. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Bobby Logan. Hey, this is Bobby Logan, and you're listening to Attitude Era, Monday Live Monday on 89.1 Ken's FM with your host, the icon, the big swing the godmother of wrestling, Granny Holster, and the modern nightmare, Matthias. How are you, Bobby? Good to have you with us tonight, buddy. <laughs> Good to be with you guys. Uh, how's it? Uh, where are you? Where am I calling? Texas? No, uh, no, they're much warmer. Uh, this is uh, Fargo, North Dakota, actually, and uh, Granny is in uh, out there in Arkansas, and uh, Big Swing, he's in New York, and uh, we're uh, Matthias and I are here in Fargo, freezing to death. Oh, good, good. I, I went to Fargo one time. What was the, the zip code? Was E I E I O? That's what I remember. <laughs> uh, Bobby Logan, yes, you're on. Go ahead. <laughs> You guys run the Dukes of Hazard on the PBS station there, right? Well, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, I keep telling everybody here in Fargo, we have four seasons, winter, flood, road construction, and football. <laughs> and all on, all on a Friday night. Yeah, great. Exactly. Uh, Bobby Logan's our guest here on 89.1 Gens FM, and we got about uh, 28 minutes here with Bobby. Here's what we're going to do, Bobby. If you want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll do a roundtable, and we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you the tougher questions. Oh, gosh. Um, the worst about to talk about myself. But uh, my career began in 19... No. Um, I would say I started off as a comedy writer. Uh, I worked at the old comedy store here in L.A., and uh, started writing for comedians, and suddenly I was writing for Joan Rivers and Rodney Dangerfield and Sam Kennison and Gary Shandling and blah, 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 and, or, and got a pretty good name as a comedy writer that way. So then I got hired to, uh, you know, writing TV and such, but then I got hired to punch a couple of movie scripts that went on and did real well, and I didn't get my name on them, but, you know, I punched them up. I didn't write the original ones. And I uh, got a good name for doing that and started making my own little movies. So then I uh, yeah, made five feature films, including I did one of the Meatballs movies for HBO with uh, Corey Feldman. Uh, I did a film that's considered kind of a, I hate this term, it sounds kind of self-serving. but it's, The best it's, Meatballs it's, of, of the four, by the way. Meatballs four, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was the best one, one of the four. I'm the, one who killed, I'm the one who killed the Meatballs franchise, how's that? Um, <laughs> which many people thought was on life support anyway. Uh, then I uh, I did a, a film with Leslie Nielsen and Linda Blair, a parody of The Exorcist called Repossess. 
which has got a really great following around the world. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, Tarantino just ran it. Uh, I went and spoke and introduced the film at Quentin Tarantino's Theater here at the New Beverly Theater uh, in L.A. about a week and a half ago. And uh, Full House, it was great. And so, you know, I've done a bunch of stuff like that. And then I've done a ton of reality TV and, and, uh, and stuff like that and all that other good stuff. So there you go. Uh, Bobby Logan's our guest here on 89.1 Kansas FM. We've got about uh, 26 minutes here with uh, the man here, Bobby. So uh, one thing that, uh, you know, I'm kind of curious, uh, and uh, I hope this is right, uh, some uh, refer to you as the old hippie. Is that correct? <laughs> That's because I have that on my Facebook account, uh, that I'm an okay. old hippie. Yeah. I just I just yeah, wanted to, I just want to get a clarification on that. Uh, one thing I do want to ask you about, uh, and what, what I'm going to ask I'm going to save that for when we come back to me because uh, you've actually uh, did some uh, great comedy writing for uh, a few of my heroes. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, so, okay. but before I do that, I want to introduce you to one of uh, your bigger fans, uh, and this is Granny Hulkster. Uh, Granny, what do you got for our guest? Uh, we have the little old lady from Cas- pa- uh, Pasadena, and we have the old hippie. Go ahead, Granny. What do we got? Well, welcome <laughs> to the show. Where it's a pleasure to have you on. So, Thank you. I, you know, you were talking about being a comedy writer for Rodney Dangerfield and Joan Rivers. I mean, that must have been pretty amazing. I mean. I remember watching Rodney Dangerfield in so many different movies over the years. I mean, what was that like for you? Um, you, you know, it's, it's, I understand being, you know, not being around the people. They may seem like uh, really special or be put up on a pedestal or something like that, but they're just people uh, ultimately. Yeah. And you get to know them as, yeah, and you get to know them just as uh, people. Uh, Rodney was a, you know, a, a very funny man without a doubt. But, you know, when you dealt with him on a on a business level, he was, uh, you know, he was a straight guy. And he was always going, hey, how, how, I'll tell you what life is like. You know, it's rough, you know. And it wasn't like that all the time. He was just a normal guy. Uh, Joan, the same thing. Um, although I did have a falling out with Joan uh, when her husband uh, passed away. And that's a little story, unfortunately, um, because uh, – she was very much into show business, and I got very upset because she, the day her husband killed himself, um, I got a phone call from her, the office saying Joan needs 20 Edgar kill himself jokes, and uh, that was the day that he died. The day he killed himself, she was calling me for more jokes on Edgar and why he killed himself, and I, that, that went a little bit beyond for me, so that's the last time I wrote for her. Um, Anyway, but uh, wow, that is wow. pretty sad, though. Wow, that is sad. Yeah, but that was. But John was just consumed by the business. I liked her. Don't get me wrong. I liked the woman a lot. Um, but I, she was just everything was about show business. Everything. Uh, so like that. Whereas Rodney was, he was about the business, but he was also about partying. Rodney was a partier, and uh, he could out drink and out drug just about. You know, people, you know, 40, 50 years younger than him. He was an amazing guy. That's awesome. Uh, Bobby Logan's our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM. we got about uh, 23 minutes here. Now, uh, Bobby, I'm going to introduce you to another one of your fans. Uh, he uh, He's a fan of the Meatballs franchise, and he's actually uh, – uh, sad that she didn't do a Meatballs Five because he wanted to star in it, and uh, also he uh, one of his favorite uh, things of yours is uh, Life in the Bowling Lanes. Uh, Matthias, what do you got for our guest? Go ahead. 
Yes, you are talking to the man from every woman's greatest dream and every man's worst nightmare, North Dakota's number one heel, current reigning, defending, undisputed EWI Diamond and APW World Heavyweight Champion, Matthias. Welcome on to. Yep. Well, at least he said something. He did something new this time. Uh, welcome on to my part of the show. Uh, my main question to you would be, and I can only really think of one at the moment. Now, everyone in, a, in their career will say they've had, or not everybody, but a lot of people throughout their career would say there was their it moment, like the, the moment they knew they made it, where like a high school football player got drafted to the NFL or a pro, a pro wrestler goes on to the big leagues or goes and wins a world championship title. Or a comedian uh-huh. may have a certain place they always wanted to work at, and when they got there, that was their moment. Has there ever been an it moment for you or a moment in time where you look at yourself and go, you know, I wanted to be here, and now I've made it? And you can't say this show because that would be too easy. And... Uh, <laughs> um. Actually, I do have that moment, and uh, it's a long story, but I'm going to synopsize it for you. Um, I was writing for a bunch of comedians, and I was writing TV shows and this and that, and I had just made my first little movie, a little film called Up Your Alley with Linda Blair, and, but it was a little $80,000 film. Anyway, but I had finally done that. Um, anyway, I had the idea during the making of that film uh, to come up to – I came up with the idea of doing Repossessed, the Exorcist spoof. Uh, and, um, anyway, somehow or another, I got the script to Leslie Nielsen, who was hosting Saturday Night Live, uh, that weekend. And he had just done the first Naked Gun movie, and he was the biggest star in Hollywood because of it. Um, anyway, I got him the script. Somehow or another, that's a long story, but I got him the script. He read it and got a hold of me and said, I'll tell you what, when I'm, after he, after, before he read it, he said, listen, send the script to me. When I read it, watch the show, and there's a certain sketch on the show that I'm going to be doing, and if I wink at the camera, that means I like your script. And uh, so I had to wait. Saturday Night Live comes on the air, blah, blah, blah. The script, the, the sketch finally happens, and he winks in the camera. And I knew I had him. And I, that, in the next day, he called me and said, I want to make this movie. And within four days, I had a deal. Uh, Carol could make the movie with uh, millions of dollars and everything. So that was the moment when Leslie Willa Nielsen winked at me on TV. Oh wow! Okay. And then when he after he did the wink, uh, did did you call him or did he call you? No, he called me the next morning again uh, and uh, said, "I love the script." He goes, "I'd love to do it." So why don't you have your people call my people and that kind of a thing? And his agent was Sandy uh, Bressler, who was Jack Nicholson's agent, also. And uh, we got a hold of them, and we agreed, and we met with Carico, uh, the people who made Rambo and Terminator and all those movies. Uh, anyway, uh, and in that meeting, they agreed to it. And so that's you know, good. I had a movie deal. Well, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been kind of cool, though, if uh, if Leslie Nielsen would have called you and said, I wasn't winking at you. I had something in my eye. Yeah, well, he you know he has such a great sense of humor. He probably would have done that. I've got um, I don't know where the heck is it at over here, but I've got a, a little toy of his that I'm gonna play for you. Got a second, real quick, guys. I know we got about eighteen sure, go minutes ahead. left or something, but I'm gonna see go if ahead. I can find it here. Uh, is it over here? Yes, it is. All righty. Well, 
this is a little device that Leslie sent me, um, and it's a really kind. Of, pardon me. It's a kind of an interesting little toy, and the reason it is is because. Pardon me. It's uh. Well, that's it. So Leslie used to have this little farting device, and <laughs> and I've got it. And I use it all the time now. If you go onto YouTube, you type Leslie Nielsen farting, you'll see him on Letterman and all of you know, the Tonight Show, all sorts of shows, uh, talk shows that he was plugging the movies and he always wouldn't have this little device. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. And, <laughs> uh, so anyway, Bobby Logan's our guest here. We're on, yeah, Bobby Logan's our guest here on 89.1 Ken's FM and uh, now, uh, Bobby, I, the one thing I do want to ask you about is that uh, you uh, used to write for my very first comedic hero, uh, Gary Shanling. I want to know what's it like hanging with him and what's it like being friends with Gary Shanling because I, I'll tell you what, I'm such a fan. I'm not going to do it now because I want to keep people listening, uh, but I could sing the entire theme song to It's Gary Shanling's show by rote. That's how big of a fan I was of him. You know, I, I was sad when he passed on March 24th, 2016. Far too young. Um, far too young. Uh, no, Gary, Gary was a very nice man. I liked him. Gary was, you know, came out uh, from Arizona. He got in the business. Uh, I remember him telling me a couple times that, yeah, who was it? Uh, George Carlin had gone to his town, I think it was Tucson, and performing, and Gary got a chance to go backstage and, and meet him and say, look, at here's some material I've written, and maybe you'd like to look at it or give me some critique or whatever. And George actually did. Read his stuff and gave him some critique and told him, you got to come to Hollywood uh, if you really want to get a career going. And Gary did. He came to L.A. and uh, started getting hired to write uh, TV shows. He was, a, he was a comedy writer first before the performing. And uh, then he started performing. And what I what I loved about Gary was his hook. You know, every every good comic has got a hook. By the way, uh, remind me to tell you something about a website I got. You get a kick out of. But anyway, every comic like Rodney had, uh, you know, no respect, and then stuff like that. Well, Gary's hook was a very interesting one. Gary's hook was a 13 year old boy trapped in a 35 year old man's body, and that's why it was kind of funny. There's a, there's a man 35 years old. It was when he was younger performing. And uh, he's always telling you, does your dad gross you out? My dad grosses me out. Jeez, you know. He was talking like a 13-year-old boy, but a 35-year-old man. And lots of guys related to that because a lot of us, no matter how old we are, we still think we're a kid. And that was his hook. And um, Yeah, that's uh, that's like me and yeah. Granny. We're, we're all kids at heart here. <laughs> well, it's, 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 he was just a great guy, by the way. But a really, you got to give him credit, is a great writer, too. Not just a performer, a writer. Good comedy writer. Really solid. So, anyway, that's my Gary Shandling stuff. Yeah, well, like I say, you know, I uh, <clears throat> I know that uh, the Gary, uh, and this is just a little sidebar, no one cares, but uh, see, now I know that Gary, Gary Shandling show started out on uh, on Showtime. And uh, when I was a kid, we didn't get Showtime. I didn't start seeing the Gary Shandling show uh, until uh, it was on Fox. Uh, it was uh, uh, Married with Children, and then it's Gary Shandling's show, and then the Tracy Ullman show. 
uh, on Sunday nights. And uh, I'll never forget that lineup because I would tune it on, uh, listen, uh, watch. Um, um, what was that uh, show uh, hosted by uh, uh, Walsh? Um, uh, oh, uh, America's the, Most Wanted. Yeah, it was America's Most Wanted. Then it was uh, Married with Children. Then it's Gary Shandling Show. Then Tracy Allman. Not that anybody cares, but I'll, I'll never forget that. That was my Sunday night. But uh, yeah. you, um, uh, you as a uh, you know a director and writer and everything. Uh, what is uh, what? What do you prefer to uh, do most? You have one that's more of a favorite than the other. Would you rather direct or write, or is it a toss up? Uh, no, it's, I, I think uh, yeah, I've been writing comedy for over 40 years now, and I'm kind of tired of writing, you know. Um, directing has always been something I love doing because you're really, you're uh, you're sculpting in the air. You know, it's uh, you, you're basically taking ideas and stuff and twisting it and bending it all the way through the process from, from the writing stage through the directing, you know, casting, directing, and then when you're editing it, you're you're doing the movie again. Uh, so, uh, and the director's all the way through it. So I would say directing by far. I love directing. Yeah. And, uh, do you, uh, uh, do you prefer, uh, uh, doing the directing, uh, and writing for the small screen or the big screen? Uh, big screen. The reason being is you're not really, even though nowadays it's not as, as limiting, but the fact is you were like limited in, in, for the smaller screen for the most part, whereas in the big screen, you can do whatever you wanted. So I like, and I also don't like, for television, you're, you're trapped into a certain, you do a half-hour sitcom, it's 22 minutes on the nose, uh, to, you know, of, of entertainment. Whereas where it's a movie, it could be an hour and a half, it could be two hours, two and a half, three hours, or whatever you want it to be. So you're not trapped by, by commercials and by time limits. Uh, so I like, that's why I like uh, screen, big screen better. And uh, when you, uh, you know, when uh, I don't, uh, of all the of all the movies that you've done, you know, you've done, uh, uh, of course, Meatballs Four. Uh, I don't, I, I you don't take offense to what I'm going to ask, but would you say that was your biggest blockbuster? Well, I'll tell you it, it, an interesting story. The biggest one should have been Repossessed, because it was the only, it was uh, came out in 1990, the year after Naked Gun, the first Naked Gun, which was the biggest comedy of the year. And I had the only Leslie Nielsen comedy for the very next summer. And arguably, you know, it's, it's a parody of the arguably the greatest horror film of all time, The Exorcist. So how do you mess with that? Leslie Nielsen and a parody of The Exorcist? But politics got in the way at Carol Cove, uh, at the studio that, uh, that funded the film. And instead of going out to 2,000 or 3,000 theaters, they went to 50 and went right to their right to cassette uh, because they thought it was the cheapest way to make some money off it because of the, uh, the new people that came in. It's a long, involved story, but that was the one that should have been the one that uh, knocked it out of the park. So, And the Meatballs one was a joke because that was, that was money. Uh, the producer, Don Borchers, uh, got a hold of me and said, Hey, can you write a script in like seven days and be shooting it in three weeks? <laughs> I, I am not joking. That's what the situation was. It was a business deal. Uh, they had to make the movie like really quick towards the end of summer because they wanted to sell it at the American film market uh, for foreign sales uh, in January. So I had to lock myself in a hotel room uh, 
And in seven days, I wrote the script. No, I, I didn't even have the story. I just basically, it's a camp film. Just go, go have some fun. And um, the interesting thing is, it wasn't going to be called Meatballs 4. When I first made it, they just wanted to make a comedy in the, in, you know, on a camp and a lake and all the craziness. And it was going to be called Happy Campers. Um, so when I was shooting the movie, we all thought it was going to be called Happy Campers. Halfway through the shooting, we found out that the production company bought the name Meatballs and they're going to call it Meatballs 4. And that is not what I signed up for. <laughs> you know, and... Uh... and I- you know, you 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 can believe this or disbelieve this, but I actually saw I actually saw the movie Repossessed on Laserdisc. Yes. Oh yeah, I've got it on Laserdisc here by uh, in my offices. Yeah, I know. They just as a matter of fact, I uh, there's a company in Germany that about a month ago uh, called me in to do a director's commentary on it because they're turning out a Blu-ray of it. Uh, yeah, so it'll, that should be coming out sometime pretty soon now. It, it'd be and, New York. Uh, it was a, it had a great following. And uh, for those of you who uh, listen to our show on a regular basis, you know that if you go to 89.1 Ken's FM, you like that page. You go to uh, Attitude Air, Monday Live Monday, you like that page. Uh, do a $10 a month donation. Power of the Tower will get you automatically qualified to win an autograph from a past guest, current guest, or future guest. Uh, Bobby, would you be willing to send us a few uh, autographs for giveaways? Absolutely. Oh, you bet. Uh, I'll do them in concrete. You guys take care of the shipping. Okay, no problem. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, you, you know, I just got to ask you, what was it like, though, in the movie Repossessed? The reason, actually, the reason why I wanted to, uh, I, I watched it, uh, a friend of mine uh, told me about it. I just want to know, what was it like working with the governor and the mean gene himself? <laughs> It was fun. It was just, it was one day we brought them in just for one day of uh, silliness. And it, that's all it was, was silliness. And we had a really good time with them. They were just, they were a kick. Uh, Gene, uh, was a funny man. Uh, uh, and, 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 um, what do you call it? He had, a, he had an interesting little thing about. I yes, can't think exactly what it was. Well, no, he had, um, oh, good golly, what was it? There was something about his mustache. He wanted to have his mustache really painted in a little bit or something like that or, or something, as I recall, for makeup to do. It was a funny – and it was a running gag with us when we were shooting with him too. But anyway, uh, uh, they, were, they were both just terrifically fun. And, uh, and I, we just shot that probably in about two hours, all of that stuff, though, all the scenes that they were in. That's awesome. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Bobby Logan as our guest here, and we're on eighty-nine point one Ken's FM. And uh, what uh, uh, what uh, kind of uh, is there any projects that you're working on now that you want to t- that you can tell us about? Well, I, I, it took me twelve years, but I just got the rights. I purchased the rights uh, to a gentleman who, if you're old enough, you'll remember in the eighties and into the nineties. He was the guy with the Afro uh, uh, wig, uh, rainbow Afro wig, and he used to show up live on television at sporting events everywhere around the country with the John 316 signs. Do you remember him? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, you're going to well, do a, a movie about him? Uh, well, yeah. He's in prison for the rest of his life. He has, for three life, uh, he has three life sentences. That's part of the story. He lost his mind and whatever, but um, 
It is the most, it's like a real life Forrest Gump. This man lived in his car for 15 years, drove cross country, just to try to sneak on TV for four seconds here and there, and then drive cross country to get on another TV show. To, and it's just the most amazing life. And it's called Rainbow Man. It's his life story. His name is Roland Stewart. And uh, so I, that's my first non-comedy. So I'm doing, uh, so that's that project. I'm talking to uh, Jeff Skunk Baxter, who was the great guitarist for the Doobie Brothers and for Steely Dan. Uh, He's done some of the greatest guitar riffs of all time. Uh, And he's also now uh, one of the top military men for the U.S. government for military strategy. I know it sounds crazy, but from uh, those great guitarists to, uh, you know, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and now he's a military strategist for the government. So I'm thinking of doing a documentary with him. I met him with him a couple of weeks ago. It looks good. It looks pretty interesting. Um, but there's that. And then there's always, uh, if I may, real quick, plug something. Uh, sure, go ahead. Years ago, I started, years ago, I started a thing called the One Day Film School, uh, the One Day $99 Film School. And I would teach people in one day how to make a feature film, what they really, really need to do. And and it's available on DVD. So if you people, if anyone's interested, check out uh, – the website one day film com. It's the number one, not the word one. One day film com. And you can see the DVD and you see a lot about me and everything else. And there you go. And I appreciate the plug. And, uh, you know, uh, so we can do this here. We, we got, we got a few minutes here left with you. Uh, uh, Mr. Logan, uh, if our fans want to check you out and see, you got a Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a TikTok. What do you got? I'm on Facebook a lot, and it's, uh, what is that? I guess it's Facebook.com slash uh, uh, Bobby Logan, uh, B-O-B-B-Y-L-O-G-A-N. Um, so I'm there. I really don't do I, – I, I Twitter, I Twitter, I got at Bobby Logan for Twitter, and everyone wants to say hi or whatever. And Instagram, don't really use it. So, you know, so I'm just kind of Facebook and uh, Twitter about and then uh, you know, you, you know, you mentioned the, the real quick uh, about uh, the Roland Stewart uh, film. Do you uh, have a time frame when you you want to have that released or start that or finish it? I've got the screenplay. I have already completed the screenplay, and we're going to start shopping it in a matter of a couple of weeks or so. So we'll see what right. happens. It's uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting because for me, you know, people know me as, as the comedy writer director and. This one is not a comedy. Uh, it's about as dramatic a piece as you'll ever see. Fascinating life. But uh, it may be difficult because the studios like to pigeonhole everybody. And, uh, you know, so I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of, well, can you really direct this film? So we'll see. Well, I'll here's what we'll do for you. Here's what we'll do for you. When you're ready to release that movie uh, mm-hmm. uh, or are ready to get released, so we'll have you back on again, and uh, we'll help you uh, promote it and pitch it, and we'll do everything we can to help you get it uh, uh, pitched. That would be great. Uh, very much appreciated. Very cool. I'll let you know. And if you need any extras, we... if you need any extras, me and Matthias would come down and work for you too. Well, hey, listen, I mean, that alone, you know, i got to get a studio to give me you know, 30, 40 million bucks. I didn't know any of you guys will be there alone. Come on, you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, well, Matthias will probably want money, but what I'd be willing to do, I would be willing to come down and work for you as long as you get me some hot dogs and a, uh, a cot in the, the back of the studio, I'll come out and work for nothing. 
Good golly. I mean, where, where were you when I needed you about 10 years ago? But all right, listen, you got a deal. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> Well, we, we we only got a couple minutes here uh, left with uh, Mr. Logan. Uh, you know, I do, I do want to uh, give you a special thank you for uh, being uh, with us tonight and taking time on your schedule. You're, uh, and we uh, appreciate you uh, letting us push your interview back. We had some issues that, and we didn't want to miss this interview, so that's why we uh, we we pushed your appearance back an hour. But uh, you have been so awesome, sir, and I do appreciate your friendship. And uh, uh, I will uh, be in contact with you. I sent you the information about the autographs. You have been so wonderful. And uh, like I say, I, uh, uh, I I would love to do anything to work for you. Uh, anything you need in the future that you want to promote, you, you let me know. I'll get you on, and uh, we'll do everything we can to promote it for you, anything you need. It's, a, it's, a, it's appreciated greatly on my end, too. I've had a really good time talking to you this is fun sometimes i've done some interviews and it's been like pulling hair but this one is like uh it's just nice so thank you for a good time too all right and also the fact that uh you you did give me your phone number uh that uh, says that uh, our friendship is right there i appreciate that thank you there you go there you go please use it all right bob logan thank you sir we appreciate it have a good night and thank you for everything you do We're, we appreciate you thank you be well. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Uh, here's what we're going to do here. Uh, we got to take a quick little break, and then we, uh, we're going to do this little thing, Matthias. Uh, but uh, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be right back after these messages from one of our sponsors right here. Ladies and gentlemen, the new clocks are here. The new clocks are here. Yes, for a limited time, you can get your very own 89.1 Ken's FM clock. For a $25 donation, you can get a classic analog round-faced clock with the 89.1 Ken's FM logo on the front. Just go to our website www.kensfm.com and under the more merch tab you will find the clocks along with numerous other new merch you can order. Get yours now while supplies last. We have these in limited quantity so order now at www.kensfm.com all right, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's it's grudge match time here on uh, 89.1. You did one hell of a job and the only thing else I got to say is how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Yeah, but I'm mistaken. I think uh, the the Crusher, Olean, and uh, the Big Swing are there. Are you guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Yes, and and hearing All that right. hearing that clip uh, hurts a little bit more uh, today than it normally would. Well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, uh, real quick here. Let's give everybody a quick little rundown. Uh, the Eagles do go down to defeat. Uh, to the uh, Washington Commanders, so, so that should put uh, Minnesota at the top of the heap because uh, we're undefeated in our division, and uh, the Eagles, of course, are not. And no, 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 yeah, no, 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 the Eagles beat you. You're not first. first. Yeah, yep, Minnesota's only loss is to the Eagles, so Philly's still so the one. you would not be in first, right. Scott. Well, if, if, if it's a tie, don't they go by the division next? No, it's, no, it's not a tie. How long have you been watching football? The Eagles have the tiebreaker, but now if they lose one more game, the Vikings would be at the number one seed. All right. Well, speaking of this, uh, we have a little grudge match. If I'm not mistaken, I think you guys are Cowboys fans, are you not? I don't understand why. 
Yep, I am. <laughs> I, I am diehard, yes. And uh, Matthias and I, we are Viking fans. Is that right, Matthias? Yep, sure are. So uh, we got a little uh, we got a little wager here. Uh, there's a little uh, uh, a little bet between us. Uh, the losers uh, have to uh, purchase a uh, beverage for the winners. Uh, do you, and we're going to go ahead and do this here. How about uh, we'll we'll do some score predictions here. Uh, we'll go oh, with uh, the Crusher Lane first. What do you think the final score would be? I'm not doing a score prediction, but I do think Dallas can win this game. Uh, big swing. How about you? That's that's why that's why I bet you. So, I uh, um, big, it, it's always tough in the NFL and the current NFL landscape to pick a score because you just never know. I mean, who would have thought that they would have put up 33 points on Buffalo's defense? So, who really knows? Um, I would have felt a lot better about today's pick had we not blown a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter uh, yesterday. Agree. Against yep, uh, against 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 Dracula himself, uh, Aaron Rodgers, who's eight and two against us, and I hate Green Bay so much. Um, no, so do it, we. I, I I think Dallas can win um, if we play the type of football we played before yesterday. Run the ball, play good defense. Run the ball, play good defense. I don't think Kirk Cousins is mobile. Uh, I think if you get after him on the pass rush, he's susceptible to sacks, making mistakes. Uh, I just don't know who the hell is going to guard. Justin Jefferson. I don't know who we have at corner. We're, we're spread thin. Uh, Diggs, maybe, but I, I don't know. And we can't stop the run, as we showed last night. You guys arguably right, got, one of the best running backs. Well, you got one of the best running backs in the league in Cook. So I expect to be 6-4 and four, and with a cake schedule going for the remainder of the season, except for that, that game against Philly. The only other game on our schedule I see us losing is possibly against Philly. So I do see 12-5 and five for the end of the year and in a playoff berth. But uh, since this bet is going to be, you know, you have to pick Dallas to win, just like you guys have to pick Minnesota to win, uh, I will say we will eke it out by a field goal in some dramatic fashion at the end. Uh, Low-scoring, knockdown, drag-out fight, I'm going to say 23-20. Uh, Matthias, well, how about we you? Have to, we have to win. We have to win because we blew the Packers game. I mean, we just blew that game completely. So now you know, it's time to win if Dallas wants to win that division. Was that not the first time that McCarthy think... in his career has blown a 14-point lead ever? Is that I Did I hear that no, somewhere? N- no. What, I think what you heard, the stat you're thinking of, is the first time in Dallas Cowboy history they – had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter and lost. Uh, and that was – they were 195-0 and 0 before that. Um, and I think that's what it was. And also, McCarthy has beaten every team in the league except for his former team, Green Bay. So now he's got to wait until we play them again to maybe have that opportunity to do that. But, um, no, I – like he was saying, I feel a lot – I would feel a lot better right now with 7-2 and two going into 8-1. and one. Yep. Um, but now at six and three going to eight and one, um, I just, you know, I, I, I'm not as confident, especially seeing the way we broke down yesterday. Um, but I do think that the Vikings defense is susceptible. Um, I do think that it, it, it is a winnable game. I'm not saying, oh my God, but, you know, we're definitely going to lose, but it, it, we have to we have to play a lot better than we did in the second half yesterday. It's a winnable game because every game the Vikings play is close. So this isn't going to be a blowout. It's going to be a tight game. That's the way Minnesota plays. 
The difference this year is Minnesota's winning the close games. And if people don't think coaching matters in the NFL, look at this getting rid of Zimmer did. It, it's been oh, yeah. night and day. And Jefferson's we the echo best that. receiver in the NFL. Jefferson's we the best receiver that. in the NFL. Uh, and besides, I you think, guys score a prediction? Mm-hmm. Well, right now I'd say, as again we've mentioned, every single Viking game so far has come down to at least one score. So instead of going up to a three-point difference, I'm going to do a six-point difference. I'm going to say we take it out by a score of 27 to 21. All right, and I'm going to echo that. Uh, I have a feeling it's going to be close. You know, uh, you guys all know me. I watch every game to the end, uh, whether it's uh, disappointing or uh, um a spontaneous victory or the so debacle. How, so how that, was your blood pressure <laughs> yesterday? Uh, well, uh, it was through the roof. I and I actually had to have a shot of uh, Jameson at the end of the game because I was uh, oh, my I blood pressure was <laughs> red hot. But I'm going to say 31-27 Minnesota uh, for this one. Okay. Um, now let me ask you this though, uh, Icon, and I watched. You know, that game, and I had to actually watch the whole overtime because here at the local market, uh, obviously living in New York, the Buffalo game took precedence, so I had to wait till that game was over before they aired our game. Um, but do you think Minnesota – I mean, you saw what Justin Fields did to them. They arguably should have lost that game. You saw the Lions come back and, and you know, arguably maybe should have lost that game. Do you think that the Vikings – pass defense, which was their big issue last year, has been fixed? Or do you think it's their run defense? Or how if Dallas pulls this off, and you know the Vikings probably better, you and Matthias know the Vikings probably better than anybody else would, at least that we would have access to talk to, um, what do you think if Dallas wins this game, how how they'll be able to do it? Is it the run? Is it running the ball, passing the ball? Like What's the Vikings' biggest weakness? Scouting report. Well, you know, I will say this, though. Uh, if Dallas were to come out and uh, win this game, what, what it would come down to, in my estimation, is the uh, turnover uh, plus-minus ratio. Uh, I think yep. if you guys were to uh, win us uh, in the turnover battle, uh, it's going to be a That's long it, day. Right yeah. Well, we need two turnovers. Uh, we, we do have the number one turnover defense in the NFL and the number one scoring defense. So, I mean, who knows? Well, you know, I'll tell you, if it, if we can avoid turnovers, uh, I, we should be victorious. Uh, but if we have too many mistakes, too many turnovers, uh, we, we've proven that we can play from behind. Uh, we, we, what, we've won three games where we're behind by ten points uh, this season. So uh, last year we were losing those games. So it, it's a lot different. And here's the other thing. You guys got to admit this. Last year we lost to your backup quarterback. And this year we're actually playing uh, Prescott. So would you guys say, uh, and I'll understand if you don't want to admit this, but would you guys say that a win uh, versus Dak Prescott should, uh, if they're not cemented already, cement uh, the believers that uh, Minnesota actually has a shot to uh, go high in the playoffs? I already told you, Scott, I think this I think this Vikings team is for real. Uh the, you know, you need to get ahead of Philadelphia in the standings because that number one seed is huge the way they have the playoffs set up now because you get that opening bye. Um, if the Vikings get home field advantage, anything's possible. 
The only thing you're dealing with there then is 61 years of curses and big game losses and voodoo and will that rear its head. So far, this team seems to be immune to that, but we got a long way to go. Right, and we, um, we got about uh, I, two I, minutes left of showtime, guys. I, I don't necessarily think it, it, it escalates them just because I'm not, and I hate to say this, but I'm not 100% sold on Prescott yet. Um, I mean, I love him. He's my guy. He's my quarterback. But, um, you know, they had 14 points off of those turnovers. If he didn't throw those two picks, that 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 right. is easily a, a thirty to nothing game. You know what I'm saying? And, and like, those were the receivers' they, fault, by the way. Oh yes, they were on those but, two but picks. Still, totally the receivers' but, fault. But still, he doesn't throw those picks. They don't get those two right. touchdowns. And and instead of twenty eight fourteen, that one was right down in like the ten yard line. Uh, it's probably thirty one nothing at that point. And and it's you know so or, or maybe ten. Who knows? But my thing is. Um, and, I'm looking at the schedules down the road, and he says, "Oh, we got to catch, you know, we, we got to catch uh, Philly." Well, after this Vikings game, we got the Giants on Thanksgiving. They have no receivers. Um, I think that they're overachieving, playing better than playing better than we expected, but they're they're, they're not what their record shows. It's it's they they have nobody. Uh, we are, and we've already beaten them once. Colts are beatable. Then we got Houston, Jacksonville, the Eagles again, Titans, and the Commanders. Uh, I see 12 and 5. For the Eagles, uh, after this, they've got a Colts team. Then they play the Packers, who are hot, Tennessee, Giants, Bears, us, Saints, and then they end with the Giants. So I think if we're able to um, finish out and go 12 and 5, I see the Eagles possibly being also the same record, and then it's going to come down to whoever wins that Christmas Eve game, I think, for the division. But, you know, we'll see how it goes. Cowboys uh, have a tendency of in the last 26 years of. You know, yep. get me excited and then rip my heart out. So, well, with, you know, I'll tell you what. With about sixty seconds left of the show, guys, uh, okay. uh, the the bet is on, uh, and uh, <clears throat> of course, uh, you guys are the ones that are going to have to pay up, not us. Uh, but uh, uh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll, we will see you. Uh, 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 Crusher, I'll definitely see you uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know where to meet us at. Uh, Matthias will probably be there probably the fourth quarter. Uh, hopefully we'll have it cemented by then. Uh, but uh, until next week, everybody, hopefully you guys will call in and, and uh, um, take your uh, comeuppance for your loss. Uh, we'll uh, talk about that during the week. Uh, but other than that, uh, uh, until next week, we want you to love each other, care for each other. Join us the same time every week, Monday nights, Attitude Air Live, Monday Live, Monday, 89.1 Ken's FM, right here in Fargo, North Dakota. Come join us every week. We will see you all next week. On the day, I see clearly everything that comes to life. Better place in a broken dream, and we'll leave it all behind. On the day, that's the way of the Yeah.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.